This is Big Talk. Michael Glab here. My guest this week is a graduate student here at Indiana University in Bloomington. The grad students here have been in the news. There's a labor issue going on. But before we even get into the whole unionizing aspect of this situation, let's talk to our guest whose name is Cole Nelson. Cole, thanks for joining us on Big Talk. Thank you. Now, Cole is a grad student in the media school, and part of his research uh, deals with film and labor. He got his uh, undergraduate degree in film and digital media at the University of California, Santa Cruz. Then he came here to do graduate work. And he happens to be one of the movers and shakers behind the Indiana University Grad Workers Coalition, which is now affiliated with the United Electrical Radio and Machine Workers of America. They're trying to get organized. They're trying to get unionized here in Bloomington. But as I say, before we even get into that, let's find out about the life of a grad student. Cole, what is it you do? You get a paycheck from Indiana University. Why? Well, I I should just say my time here at uh, Indiana University started in 2019 as a graduate student. And as you may know, a few short months later, we were plunged into a global pandemic. So I would say I haven't had a, a very normal um, experience quite yet as a as a graduate student. The 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 reasons I receive a paycheck from the university are manifold. I I with each passing semester have a new uh, student academic appointment, so I can go from grading for uh, a, a faculty member's class to assisting and leading uh, discussion sections of, of uh, undergraduate students to, as is the case this semester for me, teaching and preparing my own class. And that's where it's sort of the uh, all-encompassing gig where I devise my syllabus, I teach uh, in-person classes, I do the grading, I design assignments, um, I facilitate conversations with my students. And that's, that's sort of the work that I've been doing this semester. It's, it's of course, the most intensive uh, jobs thus far that I've had, which means my, the amount of work that I've had to do this semester has increased from, from previous semesters significantly. Is this over and above the actual work that you have to do to get your graduate degree? This is, yes. My, my SAA appointment is, is separate from my uh, acquisition of of a degree, so I'm I'm you know this is one of one of the points we're trying to really emphasize with the Indiana Graduate Workers Coalition is that there is a contingent of students uh, of graduate students at IU that are both students, full time students, uh, and taking on the responsibilities of full full time students as well as employees 
working simultaneously in relationship with the university uh, in those two roles. Uh, so I, I, I both teach classes and I take classes. That's sort of the um, uh, nuts and bolts distinction there. As I see it, uh, there are about 10,000 total graduate students here at Indiana University. Mm -hmm. 2,500 of them are in your shoes. In other words, they get a paycheck for doing things similar to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, it turns out that more than 1,600 of those paycheck grad students signed union cards recently. Is that a good figure, Cole? We're, we're closer to uh, 1750 at this point. Aha. Uh -huh. So what does this mean? Uh, is there a union now? Well, those 1750 graduate workers are acting and operating like a union, advocating for uh, themselves and the, uh, better working conditions. Uh, we recognize ourselves as a active uh, union here on campus. It's it's the university, um, it's the administration that refuses to recognize us. So it's at this point for us, it's simply a process of recognition. There's a overwhelming majority of graduate workers on campus who uh, not only seek to form a union, but are in the process of making that union themselves. Part of our activities as the Indiana Graduate Workers Coalition is to put into an effect our union. Uh, but the labor dispute comes from the fact that the administration does not look to recognize that union. And they have every right to do that under Indiana state law. And I'm going to say that uh, the Indiana favorite son, Eugene V. Debs, uh, would be spinning in his grave to understand <laughs> what labor law is like here in this state. Public employees, and certainly you are a public employee, you, you get your paycheck essentially from an arm of the state of Indiana. Mm -hmm. uh, public employees are not able to go on strike. They're not able to collectively bargain. And it's almost as if uh, it's a toothless union. We've, we've faced uh, a common misconception for uh, a variety of graduate workers who are, who are in my position, who are uh, public employees in the state of Indiana, uh, employed by uh, Indiana University, that we are not legally able to go on strike as public employees. And it turns out that is not, in fact, true. There's oh, a strange... please explain. Yeah. Sure, sure. Now, there is a general sanction in Indiana state law uh, against uh, striking as public sector employees. Oddly enough, and for whatever reason, I do not know, I, I'm not a legal historian, uh, especially in the state of Indiana, but as far as we can tell, there is, there is uh, a caveat for public employees at Indiana University who are employed through Indiana University. And of course, uh, we are exactly that. So we are fully operating within our rights to... Uh, to be engaging in a in a work stoppage right now, to be out on strike, and it is our honor and privilege to engage that right to the best of our abilities to uh, compel our employer to recognize our union. Now, starting on Wednesday, April thirteenth, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, the grad students, and again, it's the Indiana University Grad Workers Coalition, 
went on strike. What exactly did that mean? So that that means um, that graduate workers who are who are striking, who are out on strike, are withholding their labor from the university. Uh, and as I mentioned, there are a number of different ways in which graduate workers do their work. Uh, they, from one semester to the next, could be simply grading. They could be uh, leading labs. Several of the graduate workers in, in uh, various sciences are, are in, in that position. They could be uh, instructors of record, which mean, uh, like myself this semester, they're teaching classes. All of that means we're withholding those various forms of labor uh, for the extent of our strike. We, we will not be populating classrooms uh, as instructors. We will not be grading exams, assignments, finals. We will not be facilitating labs or facilitating discussion sections for the extent that we are uh, engaged in a strike as, as a union. Now, maybe I was a little too hasty in uh, characterizing this union as toothless because right before you guys did go on strike, the university gave you guys a little bit of a raise. And I don't think that was a coincidence. Do you? Oh, not, not at all. Not in the slightest. So tell me about that. What, what, what were you making and what will you get with this raise? So the, the raise, it's, it's a little bit complicated. And I also think that's uh, not a coincidence as well. Departments across campus that are not at a stipend floor of $18,000 a year um, will be raised to $18,000. Uh, there's, there's a handful of departments that that applies to that currently fall below that $18,000 floor. I'm in one of them. The media school is currently receiving $17,000 annually. And so this, this raise brings us to $18,000. There is also an additional 5% raise that's applied to all departments across, across campus. Uh, so whatever the the, the stipend was already, uh, and it varies from department to department, which, which I could certainly get into the, those kind of um, concerns. Uh, but, but for the time being, uh, the departments that had already met the, the $18,000 stipend floor are receiving an additional 5% raise. Now I'll note that this is only extended through the next year. Uh -huh. The central administration has guaranteed this raise for graduate workers uh, for one full year. Yeah. Um, and they've placed the responsibility in the hands of uh, the various departments to do what they can to ensure that that raise persists beyond uh, this, this next year period. Uh, do, you, do you feel, Cole Nelson that the university was trying to take the wind out of your sails with this 5% increase and this raising of the floor? Yeah, I think, I think very much so. And in fact, uh, I would, I would characterize us as a fully, fully fanged union uh, and the, and the university uh, through this, 
through this raise was attempting to do a little surgical uh, operation and remove some of our some of our teeth. Uh, and frankly, it it didn't work. We go back to December of 2021 when uh, this group, the Indiana University Grad Workers Coalition, went to the university and said, we'd like to hold a strike vote. And then you had to sit back and wait to see what Indiana University's response was going to be. What happened? Yeah, I'll I'll, uh, just clarify one point. We submitted uh, union cards to the university, to the Board of Trustees in December, um, Uh and called for a union election, uh, Uh standard procedure uh, for unions seeking recognition from their from their employers. We were pending a response for uh, nearly two months. Everybody was sitting tight through uh, winter break uh, while we were taking a rest between uh, fall and spring semesters. And finally, interim provost John Applegate, who has now been replaced by uh, provost Rahul Srivastav, um, Applegate sent us a two-page letter, uh, which essentially states, we do not have the legal obligation to recognize your union, and therefore we will not recognize your union. Uh, Which to myself and to uh, a large group of graduate workers seeking union recognition, see that statement as less of a statement of the lack of legal obligation and more a statement of the lack of will uh, of of university administrators to meet the demands um, of now a majority of graduate workers seeking a union here. Now, basically, the union said, hey, wait a minute, you guys are not labor. You're students, Mm -hmm. flat out. And then you were quoted in uh, some uh, areas uh, of the media as saying that denial enraged a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 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 How did it did it kick into a higher gear? Yeah, I uh, very much so. I, I think you ask anybody who is a, a graduate student who is also uh, drawing their paycheck from the university what they do and they they will say they are both students and workers and their own experience attests to that because they receive a paycheck for teaching for doing for doing work uh, for the university so to have have it on high authority at at iu that uh the work that we are doing is not valued as work uh but is uh simply an addition to our educational experience here is flying in the face of uh, now several hundred uh, graduate workers who day in and day out perform their labor uh, for for meager compensation here. Um, And what statements like this, and this frankly is not the first time that the university has tried to take this particular line of insisting we are students as opposed to workers. When interim provost John Applegate stated as such, uh, it it sent more and more graduate workers in the direction of of seeking representation specifically along the lines of our status as workers of the university. Um, and so it expanded our efforts to uh, form a union here. And now we see 
additional uh, union cards being signed and additional engagement in a, in a work stoppage. Now, let, let me get back to this again. In a typical week, how many hours are you going to spend doing the actual work that earns you your paycheck? I, I have to admit, I have not calculated it myself because I think it would be very depressing to recognize how much <laughs> of my waking life is dedicated to uh, enriching the education of my students, something I'm deeply committed, uh, committed towards. But it is, I have to say, a, a vast majority of my time spent here at IU has been uh, dedicated towards my undergraduate students. And I wish that can be in addition to my, my own educational experience here. But unfortunately, more often than not, uh, it is in the expense of my, my own educational experience. I am supposed to teach my contract uh, my semesterly contract uh, states that I am supposed to teach no more than, or sorry, I'm supposed to work no more than 19 hours, whether it's grading, whether it's teaching. And I know I well exceed that uh, near, I would, I would verge to guess something like double the 19 hour uh, weekly uh, amount that is su suggested. Cole Nelson, let me get this straight. You're suggesting that you nearly work full-time hours doing the work for which you get paid as a grad student, an appointed grad student. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is time spent both in the classroom as well as outside of the classroom as I have to grade, as I have to prepare lectures, I have to, I have to know what I'm talking about when I go into lecture. And so I need to constantly be ensuring that I can provide a quality education to my undergraduate students. Uh, that is a top priority um, that I think I share with the university. Uh, now, the issue is of course, I am not provided uh, enough resources, both financial uh, and et cetera, to to really sustain that quality education for my undergraduate students. But it, it takes something close to a full-time uh, full workload in order to present to my students on a weekly basis an education that I would certainly be proud of providing and, and I certainly hope my students are proud of receiving. I'm assuming that you have to pay to stock your refrigerator. <laughs> I'm assuming you have to pay rent for your home. You have to pay gas for your car. You have to pay for all the things that everybody else who works for a living has to pay for. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and on top of, on top of that, I have to pay the university uh, mandatory student fees in order to be a student and in order to work for them. Um, so I, I pay rent uh, to the university as, as its own student. And still, you're making in the neighborhood of about $18,000. And I saw a figure not long ago, although I don't totally buy it. Somebody uh, put a figure up that said that a single person living in Bloomington uh, needs to earn about $26,000 yearly after taxes to uh, have the basics. 
And you're far from 26,000. Far, far from it. I, I know the MIT standard of living calculator, I believe is what it's called, um, which is a frequently used uh, calculator of the standard of living for counties all across the United States lists Monroe County as $28,000 uh, uh-huh. as the, as the minimal uh, earning wage for a single individual living in uh, Monroe County. So that, that just simply pushes me even further below the standard of living here. Um, I like to say just with regards to the, these 5% wages that what they've, what they've effectively done by providing these um, so benevolently to graduate workers here is raised us from far below the standard of living to below the standard of living, uh-huh. um, which is uh, a, mere, a very mere adjustment of quality. You know, back to the idea that, hey, wait a minute, these kids, they're not workers, they're students. Good old Joe Varga, who is Associate Professor of Labor Studies at IUPUI, uh, said this about whether you guys are workers or students. Quote, I don't know what any other definition of worker could be. When you produce for another entity or institution, they reward you with remuneration. You're a worker. You're a worker, according to Joe Varga, Cole Nelson. Right. And I would agree wholeheartedly with Joe Varga. And I would I would add, he does similar work that I do for the university, but he's listed as an employee and receives a salary for that. And I'm listed as a student and receive apparently a salary for that. Now, about, uh, oh, I, I'm going to say it must be about a week and a half ago or so, IU Provost Rahul Srivastav, I, I hope I've said that correctly, did I? I've never heard him himself say it. Um, uh-huh. Well, he's, he's the IU Provost. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, released a letter saying that the striking grad students could be fired or disciplined. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of that? I'm, I'm not. Uh, I know that our strength uh, uh, as striking graduate workers comes from our unity. That's, that's why we are forming a union, because we are united behind uh, the, the cause that brings us together. There are now uh, over 1,100 graduate workers uh, on, currently on strike, um, and the provost has been making threats of non-reappointment, which is the, the euphemistic way of saying uh, firing graduate workers yeah. um, uh, for the full extent of our strike. In fact, preceding our strike by some time, he was making uh, similar threats of non-reappointment. And we have now entered our third week of striking without seeing any of those threats uh, materialize in actual action. Um, and the more he has been making these, these increasingly open threats uh, against striking graduate workers, the more there has been, of course, additional pushback uh, by graduate workers. But uh, I think more significantly, uh, there has been overwhelming support among faculty who see these threats as entirely egregious um, and see these threats as an open challenge to uh, freedom of expression, freedom of speech here on here on campus, as well as freedom of association. Mm. 
Cole Nelson is a graduate student in the media school here at Indiana University of Bloomington. He's one of the activists uh, behind the Indiana University Grad Workers Coalition, trying to unionize, trying to get a fair shake for the people who do actual work and earn actual paychecks for Indiana University. Tomorrow, Friday, April 29th, there's going to be an event called Crashing the Red Carpet. What's that all about, Cole? Well, the university likes to uh, pamper its admitted students um, to show them that uh, if they come to Indiana University, that is the right choice. And it is a, a very selective view of the university that is provided to admitted students. Uh, it is something akin to the work of advertising for products. Uh, you want to make sure that when you're choosing your education, you're choosing your education correct. And one of the things that happens in that selection process is you don't hear about how your instructors are treated. You don't hear about the conditions that shape your education. Um, and so we want to be able to provide uh, our experience uh, to uh, admitted students who are here uh, on campus um, learning, learning about what it's like to attend Indiana University, what it's like to receive an education at this R1 institution. Uh, we want to let them know that, frankly, the university is not prioritizing their education when they allocate funding. Um, they, that tuition dollars are not circulating back into the classroom and instead are getting stuck somewhere in the pockets of administrators uh, in the central administration of the university. If I, um, can, if I can jump in for a moment, when uh, Michael McRobbie left as president of mm -hmm. Indiana University, he left making a yearly base salary of $653,258. Mm -hmm. I think he would be able to be a little bit over the standard of living with that. Something something like that. He might have yeah. a couple standards of living. Yeah. So uh, there's more to go. You're still on strike. Uh, Cole Nelson, one of the leaders of the Indiana University Graduate Grad Workers Coalition. They are now affiliated with the United Electrical Radio and Machine Workers of America. You can go to the website, indianagradworkers.org. You can go to Twitter, at indianagrads, if you want to learn more about what's going on here. How is this all going to turn out, Cole? Well... We have a union currently. Um, we will be recognized. That is that is our goal, um, and that that is what brings us together. That that is what is making um, eleven hundred graduate workers on strike so passionate about coming out to the picket lines uh, with each passing day. So I don't think this will pass without union recognition for graduate workers. For full disclosure, uh, I would like to. Uh reveal that I have been a member of three different unions in my lifetime. Started out as a kid before I even went to college. I was a member of the Municipal Laborers Union. Mm -hmm. And then uh, in my professional career, I've been a member of the National Writers Union and the Newspaper Guild. So uh, you sort of know, everybody knows which way I'm leaning in this direction, <laughs> listeners. Cole Nelson Thanks so much for joining us on Big Talk. Thank you very, very much for having me. 